Welcome to Share the Rock. The two college buddies talk basketball and think they know more than they actually do. Tune in every Sunday at 1 p.m. right here on WIC Radio, starting right now. Yo, 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 Share the Rock 2021. What's going on? I'm here with Liam Spellman. What's good? I love that intro right there. That was beautiful. That was unbelievable. <laughs> so it's good, great to be back in the studio. Not back. It's actually our first show back in the studio. Um, I started Share the Rock as a podcast over the summer on my own time, or last summer over COVID on my own time. And now it's great to be here with Liam Spellman, captain of the basketball team, right here live on VIC Radio. And Liam, now just going right into that, I just want to talk to you a little bit about you know you being a captain this year. What does that mean to you, just being one of the captains, one of the leaders of this group? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm very honored uh, to, to be a captain. I take pride in it. Um, it's, it's a it's a lot of res- responsibility, but it's something that I'm looking forward to and looking forward to handle. Uh, we have I'm one of four, so we have we have a lot of captains, but it's still good. And I I just really enjoy. I, I'm a big I like trying to lead by example. I'm a big and I'm a vocal leader, so that's kind of what I preach. Uh, but it's just I think we've got a really good team, and I'm and I'm proud to to call myself a captain of the team. Great, great. That's yeah, the hundred percent. And uh, one thing I wanted to also say is I'm hoping to uh, manage you guys. I met with the coach Waleed Farid. Uh, he seemed like a good guy. I hope to just be involved in any way possible. You know, James is one of the other managers as well. So yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be we have yeah it's with my new my third new coach in three years. That's that's gonna be interesting. But uh, Coach Freed. Uh, really, really, he's got us in the right direction. I think we're going to have a really good season this year. Uh, it was tough, obviously, with COVID last year, but I think I think we're going to – we were really good last year uh, winning the Liberty League and everything, but I think we, we could be even better this year, and I'm, I'm really excited – New coach, new teammates, and just being back uh, on the court in general. Right, of course. And uh, just another thing with Bomber basketball, uh, I know the guys had a long layoff because of COVID last year, and uh, that was tough for everybody, you know, the NBA, college basketball, but even Bomber basketball, just everyone. So uh, do you know, like, can you just talk a little bit about the impact that COVID had on you guys? Did it bring you guys, like, closer together, or how, how did that really, like, play out with you guys? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was tough. I mean, everyone's, everyone's dealing with their own kind of things in terms of COVID. Uh, so we, I mean, we had to play with mask on all the time. So that was, I mean, running running up and down the court with mask on is is, is not fun. Uh, don't recommend it unless you have to. Right. But uh, it was it brought us it brought us closer as a team. I would I would definitely say because we had to we had to kind of be proactive and if we wanted to work out with someone, we had to get to know people. But we couldn't. It's tough on the new guys because they're coming into a situation where it's not normal. Right. And they don't even know what the normal is, so it's kind of tough for them, but we try our, we try our best to incorporate them into everything. Uh, like like getting going to the dining hall and get some food after that. Just just a little stuff. Little stuff is the things that that I love the most. Like like literally going after mm-hmm. practice, going to the dining halls. Right. It's probably one of my favorite things about being part of the team. Yeah, another thing is uh, you know, we've we've been to a bunch of Bomber sports games together and all the guys seem to get along so well. You know, even when it's a soccer game, volleyball game, whatever it is, all the guys seem to have a good level of camaraderie and uh you know, teamwork, even off the court, which is something that uh, I know for a fact, you know, I was I was a varsity pe- uh, basketball player in my high school, and I know for a fact that, uh, you know, good relationships off the court plays well onto the court, so that's just something I can see. And, um, you know, best of luck to you guys this year. I hope to contribute uh, myself, but even if I don't, I'm going to be at every single game. I'll cover you guys. I'll be there supporting. So uh, I know you're going to have a great season. I know the team's going to have a great season. I know that everyone's going to love, love the new coach, the new vibe. So, uh, you know, just 
uh, it's going to be a great transition from yeah. Burton to to Fareed. Yeah. So uh, great. So uh, you know, over the course of the show this semester, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk. This this show is basically just going to be basketball, basketball, basketball. Uh, it's going to be pro basketball, college basketball, bomber basketball. So if you love basketball, you're in the right place. So share the rock, baby. Share the rock. Welcome, welcome. So uh, let's just hop right into it. So. Last night, uh, the NBA had its Hall of Fame enshrinement 2021. You know, as a basketball fan, this is one of my favorite parts of the year, you know, just to see who gets honored, who gets that legendary, you know, long-term enshrinement in, in basketball lore forever. But as always, you know, there's a few names that Liam, even before when Liam and I were talking about, you know, what should we talk about today? Just to be like, you know, wait, he shouldn't have made it. He made it this, this, this. So a few of the names include Chris Bosh, Chris Weber, Paul Pierce. Um, I know Liam has quite a bit to say about Paul Pierce, you know, <laughs> kind of a little bit of a fraudulent Hall of Fame career. So if you want to kick that off, then I'll, I'll yeah. Have it, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'd say Paul Pierce does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame, but I just, I don't like him. I never All really right. have. He, he. I'm a big Dwayne Wade fan, and when he said he thought he was better than Dwayne Wade, like that was like, what are you? You're just you're, you have no idea what you're talking. He's about. He's never been. I mean, D Wade has three rings to his one. Yeah, right. Mean, right no, so, Paul so. never been better. But he's right. even now he's turning into like the most hated now. Like, yeah, he, <laughs> he got fired off. Uh, um, ESPN. And, uh, ESPN. Yeah. Because he was doing stuff on Instagram Live. For Questionable that. video, yeah, to say the least. <laughs> and then he's he's got a little incident now at, at a poker. He was kind of insulting. Uh, women, he's, he's not, he's putting a bad light in, in for him right now, and I've never been a fan, and now it's making it worse. The whole thing with D Wade, I was like, yeah, Paul Pierce. No, absolutely, no, no, no. and it's and it's just like I, I don't know. He he had a good career, and you know he was always that you know three and D guy. And I, I mean, at the peak of his career, he was probably a top 10, 12 player, but yeah. but he was never the best player on a championship team. Even the two thousand eight Celtics team, that was Ray's, KG, and Rondo's team. Well, he was better than Rondo, but that was KG and Ray's team all the way. And uh, not to disappear. I mean, again, great career, great scorer, you know, probably a decent guy, too. He doesn't seem like it to me, but probably a decent guy to the guys. Yeah. But um, that Celtics championship team was Ray Allen, and Kevin Garnett was the championship. Yeah. I'm, Pierce, I know you're not listening, but if you yeah. are, that was Garnett's team. Yeah. But no, uh, I mean, yeah. he, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But another guy that I don't think I mean, is more questionable is yeah. Chris Webber. Right. I First of all, <laughs> I don't like him as an announcer at all. He, I think he's... He sucks at March Madness. Lame, yeah. He's yeah, just, yeah. Well, like me and my dad make jokes like if Chris Webber's doing the game, we're not going to watch. Just, <laughs> right, like me too. <laughs> I mean, he didn't really... Right. He hasn't really done any much. Like, he's a borderline Hall of Famer, if that. He, he didn't win in college. He lost two national championships. Didn't win anything in the NBA. No. He just, all he did was rookie of the year and a five-time All-Star. Right. He, he was just... He's just basically a souped-up role player but he's he's a great role player and he, this this kind of segues into another hall of fame topic i want to get into is how it seems to be getting easier to be getting I into the basketball hall of fame agree. you know what i mean by that so it's just like these players like you just wouldn't think off the top of your head are just getting in now like chris weber like what did he win a championship i don't no, he, didn't. he didn't win a championship yeah. right so you now we got players not winning a single ring maybe it also so. has to do with because it's all about who's eligible that year like, like, right. like the last class, 2020, you had, you had Tim Duncan, you had Kobe, and you had, Kate, you had Garnett. So there's a lot of guys that were so good that you know like they're first ballot Hall of Famers. Right. Now it's like they're kind of – they didn't have anyone to pick. So these guys were like just – they just were there because no one else was there. Like like another guy, like Ben Wallace. Right. I, I got a lot to say about him too. When we, real, when we were doing a kind of our notes for the show, I realized, wait, he's a four-time defensive player of the year? Yeah, maybe, exactly. Maybe he could get in. But like he, I would, if 
I think Ben Wallace and Chris Webber are borderline, but if anyone should get in, it's Ben Wallace. Yeah, and also the thing about Ben Wallace, he's not talked about much, but like looking back on his career, he really is, in my opinion, one of the best pure defensive players in NBA history. I mean, those Pistons teams in the early 2000s yeah. were allowing – 75 points a game to like great offenses i mean like you got yeah, you got the lakers back then you got you know the heat were great you got you got all, all these teams had these just uh, uh, unbelievable offenses yeah. and these guys were you know tayshaun prince chauncey billups rip hamilton Taylor, yeah yeah those teams were rough riders you know and, and rasheed wallace and rasheed wallace yeah, too yeah yeah, yeah. So, a great starting five right and so if you just look at the the base accomplishments of ben wallace's career that i think that beats out Guys like Chris Webber automatically. What yeah. do you, you do? What do you think? No, about? I agree. I mean, if you look at the stats, um, stats versus accolades. So like the stats in terms of Chris Webber and Ben Wallace. Um, like Ben, uh, Chris Webber has more of the stats. Like I think he averaged like twenty points a game over his career, which is which is solid. It's very that, very good. Yeah, any team would take that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, ben, yeah. ben Wallace was at like that five points per game, but he mm-hmm. had like like nine to ten rebounds, like three or four blocks. Right, right. Which, uh, every year, which oh. you want on your team as well. But his numbers don't really stack up to be like, oh, you're a Hall of Famer. But his accolades do. Right. The, four, the four-time Defensive Player of the Year, a couple All-Stars, and then that, that championship was huge. Especially against, I think it was against the Lakers. It was, yeah, the 4 and Against Prime Shaq. And, and, and Kobe yeah. as well. And, and uh, I think uh, in 2004, the Lakers had just come off three in a row, and they were going for four in a row, I believe, right? Is that, am, uh, I, am I right, right about that? They, or was that 01, 02, 03? Maybe I think the Spurs won it maybe the year before. But. The Spurs won. Okay, yeah. Well, well. Yeah. Uh, and, and anyway, even if it wasn't for a three-peat, the Lakers were in the middle of their still the like four s- out of five. Four out of five, smack dab in the middle of their dynasty. And another thing about Ben Wallace that I I really like is the fact that he's he's six eight man. He's six foot eight, and he and he was top stopping guys like Shaq, and he guard he even guarded Yao Ming pretty well. And like you know, it's just like it just goes to show like you know defense in the modern NBA, even the NBA of twenty years ago, it's a lot of mental games. It's not you don't you don't have to be seven one and you know Shaq to just to stop guys. You know Dennis Rodman was six foot seven, and he was the in my opinion one of the if not the greatest defender of all time. Right. So. He actually talked about that Ben Wallace in his in his speech talking mm-hmm. about how like people thought he was too small and everything, but he proved that you were wrong. He was six eight. Yeah, you're right. Six, Going against seven footers, but he I mean he was tough. I mean I, I give Ben Wallace props. I mean he was he was a dog. Yeah, and he's he's a, I think he's a Hall of Famer personally. Yeah. I, I think he, what he did for modern defense is in the Hall of Fame. I also want to jump to another guy who uh, I don't know if everyone's going to agree that he's should be a you know Hall of Famer right off the bat, but uh, Tony Kukoc. I want to talk about it for a second. He he's one of my favorite players uh, historically because I don't think he's talked about nearly enough. He was uh, a critical critical component of the '90s Bulls teams. You know I don't think Jordan would have won six championships if not for Kukoc. Actually, uh, he was you know. The modern or the one of the he was the point forward that made the modern point forward, and you know MJ and Jay Reinsdorf presented him last night at the hall, and he's just I, I love his game, man. Yeah. yeah, you know he 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 just reminds me of somebody like I don't want to say like a Giannis, but somebody that can handle the ball at six foot eleven. So if I mean, yeah. do, do 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 you think he was he's underrated? I think he is. I, I think I think he's more maybe he got the nod maybe for a little more of his international game. Right, right. Maybe because he came, cause he right. came to the NBA late. Um, very late, and he talked because he talked about in his speech how like he was kind of losing to the dream team in '92, like kind of helped his career because mm-hmm. he was the man. He, he was the man, and they was facing the USA, and they got destroyed. And he played because ter- I remember the the Last Dance documentary. Uh, he was talking about it, and but he, I, I appreciate the lefties. 
I appreciate the lefties in life, and I love Coop Coach. Right, right. And uh, another another guy I want to talk about is Jay Wright as well. Uh, he led Villanova to two national championships in 2016 and 2018, 27 seasons as a coach for both Hofstra and Villanova, and still counting, 612 total wins, 490 with Villanova. So do you think Jay Wright's – how do you think Jay Wright stacks up with some of the best coaches in history? I think I think Jay Wright is a incredible coach. He – the last – the last two years, or no, the last like five years, he was he's been like the man. Villanova's kind of been that, been the best team. They've won two championships the last like five years. So he's, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big North Carolina Tar Heels fan. So when Tr- Chris Jenkins hit that game winner, I was like, oh god, and like he's Jay Wright. They they just breed winners over there in Villanova, and they're actually turning into good pros now too, which is surprising because they didn't really have that. Uh, that reputation but Mm -hmm. Jay Wright is a fantastic coach and I would want to play for him any day of the week right and uh one more person we got time for about one more one more person before we got to head to a quick break but uh Lauren Jackson um you know I'm not gonna lie uh I don't watch a ton of WNBA but I have trying to get more into it uh, in recent years and uh apparently and you know as Liam and I were doing the notes for the show today uh she's apparently the goat of Australian women's basketball. She has three WNBA MVPs, two championships, and a defensive player of the year. That's pretty good right Right, there. right. So I, I, don't care, I don't care if you're a guy that hates women's sports, which seems to be a trend, sadly, now. Uh, you have to admit, a- any level of basketball, those you hear those accolades, that is GOAT that's, status. That's a Hall of Famer, and I, if I've ever seen it. Right. I mean, three MVPs and two championships. Right. I mean, it speaks for itself. She was, She's an animal... And right, you you want to appreciate uh, women's basketball like like it should be appreciated more. It, I don't know why it's not right. Women's basketball, I I love. I watch any type of basketball, whether it be little kids, like middle school kids, like I'd watch the middle school basketball. I watch any type of basketball because I love basketball, and she is one of the greats. Right, and uh, right after the break, we're gonna hop into some talk about Candace Parker as well as NBA 2K22. So stick it right here, right here on VAC Radio. You won't want to miss it. Liam and I are coming back shortly. <clears throat> VIC Radio. Hello. Hey, what's up? How are you? Good. Good, you know. It's so typical of me to talk about No, like, no, tell me what you want to hear. That's why, you know, that's what radio DJs do. Take requests and, you know, are you, you're still talking, okay. Sounds good. We take requests. Call in at 607-274-1059 or tweet us at VIC Radio. At VIC, the voice of Ithaca College, We prioritize diversity and inclusion. We are working to ensure that more voices are heard. We support and will continue to support the Black Lives Matter movement and victims of police brutality and racial injustice. We've heard you. We support you. We must advocate for change. Black Lives Matter. Missed that last song? Want to check out our music blog? Well, then log on to www.vicradio.org. See our daily schedule, take a look at our wide selection of specialty programming, and learn more about our annual 50-hour marathon. That's VICradio.org, your online home for the best of what's next. 
Yo, 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 Liam and Lucas right back here for Share the Rock, and we want to hop. I actually missed one quick thing before that before that little break. We wanted to talk about Bill Russell, uh, you know, one of the all-time great NBA players. Um, he was inducted as a sec- for the second time as a coach, which is quite notable to my opinion, Liam. I mean, yeah. he was a great player, but... Uh, you know, we all know Liam was uh, not Liam. Bill Russell was a player coach. I like that you compare me to Bill Russell. Right, I, 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 I do think you're pretty good you know, as a captain of the Bombers. But, but Bill Russell, maybe another year, yeah, maybe yeah, a, little yeah, bit, a little, yeah. little later. But um, um, do you have anything to say just about his impact as a coach, as as well as one of the best defensive players and centers of all yeah, time? Yeah, I mean, not just defensive. Yeah, just the overall top ten player, eleven championships. Bill Russell's the man. He is. He, he becomes now one of four players to be. Uh, in the Hall of Fame twice as a player and coach, right. Tommy Heinsohn, Bill Sharman, and Lenny Wilkins, and he—I mean—he came in and was a player coach. Like that's that is incredibly hard. You are playing and also coaching. I mean, he—he didn't—he had all the respect, he had all the accolades. So it's like right. if anyone's going to do it back in the day, it's going to be Bill Russell. Right, and Bill Russell, uh, you know, he, I feel like he's uh, people take credit away from him because he played in an era where it's like. You know, apparently people were shorter. The game was different. You know, Wilt and him went at it a lot. But, you know, it doesn't change the fact that he has 11 rings. Yeah. Like, come on, 11, 11. championships? It's, it's literally more than your fingers. Like, I mean, you, that's more than your I mean, and, yeah. and it's more than, like, majority of NBA teams. Yeah. I mean, like, who, oh. who, what team has 11? Yeah. I mean, there's like a uh, Lakers, Celtics. There's a few teams. But, like, what? I mean. I think that's it. I think, I think, I think that's it. Yeah. yeah, Lakers and Celtics. That's it. So I mean, I just think it's like, and you know, Russell accounted for the majority of those with yeah. the Celtics. And um, one other thing about Russell is that he played in an era where racism was so rampant in Boston. You know, Boston has a history, and I'm not trying to hit on Boston right now. I, I mean, I know I'm from New York and everything, but I I will say just factually that Boston does have a very deep history of you know hating minorities, racism, things like that. So he had to overcome that yeah. to be great. Right. You know? he, he was the focal point of the team. Right. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I can only imagine. But he, right. he's, a, he's a Hall of Famer twice. That is – that is, And he, he deserves it. Bill, Bill Russell is truly, you know, in my honest opinion, one of the pillars of the game of basketball, you know. So. Oh, if, if there's a Mount Rushmore for NBA, he's on it. Yeah, he's on it for sure. I mean, he's, he's not considered a top four player or five player of all time, but, but he should be. I, no, I think he, it, it's tough. Like some yeah. people could have him top three, some, some people yeah. could have him at like nine or ten. Like it's it's tough. It depends on what you value. Right, right. It just like I, I don't know. Maybe we should start defining players by era, you know. Yeah. And you know, and, and for his era, he was basically the I don't want to say the, oh, right, the shack of the era. It was it was him and Wilt. Him and Wilt. They, yeah. they ran the league. Alrighty, so uh, now let's jump. Let's jump to back what we were going to be talking about before we left out Bill Russell. Sorry, Bill, but uh, <laughs> let's jump into let's jump into into some NBA 2K. What do yeah. you think? What do you think about that? You're well, excited for that? Well, I'm ex- yeah, I'm excited. I'm, I'm a big. I, I love, like I said, I love basketball, but just playing video games. Yeah. I mean, it's like the next th- best thing. Oh, of, of course. But um, like, we talked about Lauren Jackson, and now one of the goats of Australian basketball. And how about how about Candace Parker? How about again? Candace Parker? One of the goats of. I mean, basketball. basketball, I mean, I was gonna say women's basketball, but but uh, she's one of the goats of basketball. Period. So, she uh, she made history this year as the first woman to ever be on the cover of a major sports title. I think this is so monumental because it kind of you know NBA two K is a male dominated game. It's played by I think I saw a stat like eighty eighty eight percent men, right? Something like that. So it's just so good for you know the younger generation to kind of see women as 
you know, the face of a sport because they deserve credit too. I mean, they're in the gym every single day, lifting every single day, lifting every single day, lift running, conditioning. Like they work just as hard as the men. And, you know, obviously the men are always going to get the attention, but it's great for Parker to be on the cover. Yeah. I mean, if anyone. If anyone's going to be on it, like, you know, like, even if you don't watch basketball, you probably know Candace Parker. Of course, you should. She, she's one of those people that's yeah. just like a household name. I mean, her accolades speak for herself. We got, we got, she was, well, she now she's entering her first season with the Chicago Sky, but she played with the, the Sparks for 13 seasons. Yeah. I mean, even her years at Tennessee, she was National Player of the Year and uh, won back to back championships at Tennessee, two time WMVP. Like, she's, she's got it all and she, if any, like I said, if anyone's going to be on it, I'm glad it's her. Me too. And, uh, you know, there's a few other uh, WNBA stars I'm a big fan of. Uh, like Ma- Tarasi could be maybe the other one that could have been on it. I was going to say Tarasi, Maya Moore, Maya Moore. Um, um, Elena Della Don, Kyle, or some, I forgot her first name, but something Waylon. I forgot oh, Lindsay Whalen. Lindsay Whalen. Lindsay Whalen. Yeah, 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 yeah. she, she's one of the greats too. So yeah. it's, it's just like I, I, I am fans of some of these players, and it's just great because – Women deserve to be on more of a pedestal than Absolutely. they have been in the more past. More recognition. Right, right. And, you know, I just wish, honestly, just, just real quick, I just wish some guys would give it a chance. Just give it a chance. Why can't you just, you know, enjoy a game? Basketball is basketball. I mean, yeah, there's not going to be, like, you know, Steph Curry or, like, Blake Griffin dunking the ball. But, like, they're, they're the level of skill. It's better than what the average watcher can do. Absolutely. Right. So, um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, so that, that, that that's great, you know, Parker being on the cover. I just, I can't wait for you know to see the reaction unfold over the next few months i mean the game literally just released two days ago ago, on friday um and you know with the release of the game comes the talk about ratings it's it's always a topic of controversy right it always and it always will be you know yeah there's no doubt like even anyone's gonna be you're gonna be mad whether your rating is a 92 or 94 like it's Everyone's up for uh, criticism. Up for criticism, yeah. And uh, so let's just let's just hop right into some of these ratings. So uh, you know, I've been playing 2K all my life, and a thing I noticed is 2K kind of stopped giving out the you know 99s, yeah. 98s, which is kind of you, you know what because it's like basically if D- Kevin Durant is not a, a 98 or 99, who is right? Yeah. I mean, he's he does everything, and you got you got LeBron at a 96. That's what, yeah, we have four guys at the 96. Which is come on, that's Le- being the top top players. Like you can't you can't do that like. I don't think I don't think LeBron Durant Curry and Giannis are equally as good, realistically. I mean, I, I mean, I, I would have me personally. I mean, okay, so there's LeBron at 96, Durant at 96, Curry at 96, and Giannis at 96. But I, if I was the person doing this rating, I would have nine, Durant at 98, LeBron at 97, Curry at 97, and Giannis. I think Giannis is good. Giannis is fourth. I think he should be fourth because he just, won, he won the uh, yeah. championship and MVP. But I yeah. just think those three guys ahead of him are. Are better. I, I will agree. Yeah, yeah. It's just that they're just more versatile. Like you know, like Durant and Curry can just shoot. Like they're like the best shooters in the league. Yeah. Let's be honest, right now. And then, so yeah, I just but, I, I don't, ninety six is too low for the, for the best player in the game. You sh- it should be at least a ninety eight. Right. Like, like for the, the like who, why why is it not a ninety nine? I have no. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with being ninety nine because no per- no player is going to be absolutely perfect. Well, hundred would be perfect, right? Who? I I, I was saying, wouldn't a hundred be a perfect rating so they can have? True. The, true. I, don't, I don't. I don't. Know. I don't know. But I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. But four guys being the top players, I don't. I don't really like that. Like, just pick one. Right. Just pick pick one. Settle with one. It is what it is. Um. And then for the for the rest of the ratings, we have Kawhi to ninety five. Jokic also to 95, Embiid at 95, Luka 94, Harden 94, and Lillard 94. Um, yeah. Let's see. Uh, okay, this is bad. This is really bad. What? Uh, Damian Lillard being lower than Joel Embiid. Come on now. 
Yeah. Come on, come on. Like, like who who does these? Do, do they watch the games? Do they watch the specific? The specific? Do they see when Dame had fifty five against the Nuggets? I love I love Lillard. Right. I love Lillard and I love Luca. They are some of my favorite players. But but Embiid, like I agree, like the top the top ten players here are the top ten players in the world. Maybe Anthony Davis when he's healthy will be in here. Yeah. But the top ten players, I have no problem with this. I think it's absolutely right. Just the ratings got to be tweaked a little bit. Right. I think Luca. I think maybe it should be the four is fine. Kawhi, Jokic, okay, we can do it. But Embiid, Embiid's 10. I think Luka's, Luka's next after Jokic at 7. So would you have Lillard over Harden? Like, I would. I would. Yeah, I, I would as well. I would. I'd have, yeah. I'd have Luka, Lillard, Harden, and then Embiid. Right, exactly. And, uh, you know, Joel Embiid, best pure center in the league. He, he is a top 10 player, in my opinion. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, obviously he hasn't won, really come that close to winning a championship Wait, you, yet. You say, but... you say best pure center? What, uh, I mean, what about Jokic? Uh, you think, I, you think it means better than Jokic? I, I do, personally. So then, I, th- I think he's more dominant. I mean, I think Jokic is smarter, and he's going to have a longer career because Embiid's injury-prone as, as hell, but that's, that's my... I, if I'm you don't think you, so? I love Jokic. I mean, he... Yeah. he he's good. He, MVP. Aver- he averaged, like, what was it, like 27, 26, like 12 and 7. Like, 7 assists as a center. Which is insane. Like, I think it was almost 8. Like, he led the team. I think he was more than Jamal Murray. Like, if your center is your, like, your point guard... I mean, you, you're going to win so many games. And I would say, I, 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 I would probably say he's the best pa- pure passing big man in league history. I, 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 I mean, I would I go would there. Agree. I, I would, would go there. I mean, his his vision of the court. I mean, uh, you know, he his passing has led to like I don't know. I saw some stat. It's like 50 extra points really? per game or 40 extra points per game just off of it. his court vision. So I, I don't know. Just players like him and Curry, they just make points because of you know Curry creates the space and Jokic creates the vision. Yeah. So it's just like like oh my god, you get you you have to like it's it's a whole another layer of defense you have to appreciate. Right, right. And then the other guy I'd have to say like like Kawhi, like he's you know Kawhi's good, but it's not someone that you talk about because he just doesn't do anything crazy. He's just always good. He's a great defender and he just mm-hmm. he just drops buckets. Right. But a guy I I am a huge Luka Doncic fan. He's mm-hmm. my favorite player in the league. Really? We, we, yeah. We were talking about it uh, the other day. Me and you were talking about Luca. He is, like, you know exactly what he's going to do. <laughs> and you can't stop it. And you can't stop it. <laughs> you, can, you just can't stop it. I mean, he, he's just so pretty. I mean, uh, did you watch the you watch the Mavericks Clippers series, right? Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. He would do like this this step back that was like I could see coming from like a year yeah. away. Like you know, you could see it in the highlight reel. You could see it live. Everybody knew, but yet you can't stop. I don't know what it is. It's like it's, it's like it freezes people. It's like the Dirk fadeaway. Like you know it's coming, but you can't block it. Right. I mean, look, like he's not he's not crazy athletic. He's not crazy fast. He just. He, he just knows his own body. He knows how to create space. And he could finish at the rim. Oh, he is strong. Like, he's a strong guy. He's like 6'8". Like, like, eight, like yeah. and, he's, and he's he's built, so you're not going to push him around. No. I, I I try to watch it every single game. So, so would you would you have Luka, uh, would you have Luka over Kawhi? That's 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 the main question I have I for you. would like to, but probably not, just because he hasn't really done anything in the playoffs yet. Yeah, uh, that's, that's, that's true. But it's also because his supporting cast, you know, yeah. with poor, I, mean, I don't the, the, know. Yeah. Poor P O O R Zingus, you get it. Poor, yeah. I don't. He, I have a little, he, poor he pork chop. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm 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 the biggest Knicks fan ever, yeah. and I don't really like him. But yeah. what whatever. And uh, all right, so that's that, that's that's cool. And you know, one other guy I also wanted to talk about, Cade Cunningham. Yep. You know, one of the maybe a future Luca. He was you know they've, Honestly, been, yeah. they've been compared. He's they're both six eight. They kind of similar play styles. You know, Luca's played more in Europe. Cade went through the AAU you know college circuit. But uh, Kate Cunningham is an 80, uh, which is, mm, 
I don't know, you know, because 2K... Rookies are tough. It is because you never played a game, yeah. and it's like... I haven't seen 2K give 80-pluses to many rookies. I mean, I think the first pick... I think Zion... Zion, did, I think, was like an 82, maybe? Zion, Zion, Zion was an 82? I usually, they're usually like a 78, 79 thing. I, I, like, that's a good point. I've never really seen a rookie get an 80 overall rating. No, yeah, and it's, it's, it's just like... I don't know. I feel like rookies should start in the upper 70s because yeah. it's just like they have a lot to, like, prove, you right. know? And, and, you know, I think... I'm looking at the 2018 draft right now. Uh, DeAndre Ayton didn't start as an 80. I mean, from my memory, right. I mean, I, and you know, Bar- I don't even think Lucas started as an eighty or no. Trey Young. Um, I think I think Zion maybe did, but Zion, maybe, I think Zion probably yeah. did. Yeah, which which makes I mean, Zion, yeah. Zion's different, but uh, so yeah, Cade Cunningham, top rookie in an eighty, and you know, let's let's I'm I'm hoping for all the rookies to do well. I mean, I, you know, obviously these 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 ratings are either obviously quote unquote just a video game, but it's almost like an indicator of the progress that they're making, right? Right, and um, you know, also Elena Deladon. Highest in W highest WNBA rated player at a ninety six. She's she's a bucket. She's a but like I, I don't care what people say. Most NBA not mo but major, a good amount of NBA players could not guard her one on one. No, I mean she's like six, she's like six seven. Six I think. six six seven. And yeah. she like is a scorer. She's I she's one of my favorite players to watch as well. Right, and uh, I remember watching her and Maya Moore go at it in a yeah. game, and yeah, she's six foot. She's six six. Um, yeah. and uh, her and Maya Moore went at a game, and it it was a battle, man. Um, and I. I'm not informed enough about the, you know, very specific ongoings of WBA to be like, you know, she should be lower or higher. But she's one of my favorite players to watch. And uh, I, I'm just, man, I'm so glad that the WNBA is getting the recognition it deserves right yeah, now. Yeah, you said they're doing, you can make a female my player? Yep. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, that's, I mean, that's the first thing draw, I'm doing. That's going to draw more female interest in the game. Right. I mean, it's smart marketing. Yeah, and I, I, I also think it's good for, like, just a, the gender gap to be closed a little bit, you know, just to see how people, like, uh, treat woman I just like it really bothers me because it's like just come on sports are sports yep. you know in my opinion I mean like he, even here at Ithaca I mean you and I have go to girls volleyball games I mean I love going to girls basketball well, games well, well volleyball is one of the, my favorite sports to watch it is just nonstop action yeah and and l- let me ask you something you don't you don't actively think like oh this is woman's sports this is a lower tier like it, no, it's just it's, it's a sporting event yeah and it's entertaining it's competitive and it's it's a joy to watch right it's a joy to watch and you know that's that's where uh you know that, that's where share the rock was actually birthed at a volleyball game we started talking <laughs> about ideas and yeah. you know our first sports cast and things like that yeah we're doing homework while watching the game we're yeah bombers supporting bombers but yeah that's that's, that's what that's the, and, and that should be the mantra the mantra of this semester is bomber supporting bombers Absolutely. because that's what we all need here yep. so uh I'm really looking forward to the game. I haven't personally bought the game yet because, you know, broke college student. You know, I got to spend money on other things. Right. But but I will be getting it soon. And as soon as we do, Liam, you are. Let's go. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the Mavericks. I'm going to be my boy, Luca. And I'll be the Knicks. All right. Bring it on. Kemba. All righty. So um, another another thing I also wanted to talk about on our first show was the uh, the rumor mill, you know, because, you know, 2K is in the rumor mill. Well, not rumor mill, but 2K is in the news cycle and then now going to the real NBA rumor mill. I'm going to throw out a name at you. I'm going to throw the name Ben Simmons at you. Uh, you know, obviously the most polarizing player right now, I'd say, in the league as far as, you know, should he be valued as an all-star or like a bag of chips, basically. Right, right. Some, some teams could literally value him as a superstar or someone you're going to trade for a vending machine. Right, and, and I, I think I think more than anything, this is just the most mind-boggling cycle ever because he, I mean, he has the talent of Magic Johnson, but he's not, like, just like Stephen A. Smith said the other day, he's not utilizing it correctly. No, he's he's a tough, tough player to judge. I mean, he's... He is a very talented individual, and he's only—he's 25 years old, 
and, but, and he's been good. Like he has been a great NBA player without scoring the basketball. Right, and he, he but but that's the thing he doesn't score. And he's been on the All NBA Defensive Team yeah. multiple times. I mean, he's one of the better defenders in the league. There's no there's no de- doubting that. It's just the always it's always the offensive side. And I think ever since uh, ever since that playoff game when he he didn't go <laughs> for that duck attempt, it has just gone. That was that was that game seven. That was a game seven. It just has gone downhill for him. I mean, yeah, he was it was wide open, right under the back. I, I mean, I'm I'm telling you, I told you this the other day. The, literally, the Ithaca Bombers men's ba- men's basketball team could have finished that. I'm finishing that. I'm finishing that. Like Liam Spellman is finishing game that seven. Play. Yes, yes. I I would trust you to make that. Yeah. He made me more than, and which is Chris crazy to say because he's six foot ten, athletic as hell. Like I I. I I don't. It, would you say it's a it's a it's a mindset. It's a mental block. Yeah, I mean he 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 hears the chatter. He knows what everyone thinks about his shot, and it's just like it's almost like uh like you have, you know what the yips are like the uh, yips? So it's usually it's in baseball. Oh, like you can't like throw the ball. Like you just have a mental block where you can't <laughs> throw the ball. I think he has a mental. That's block what he has. Where he can't shoot it. He just he he's in. I mean, he, here's what I don't understand. I I mean. I was a big man in, in varsity basketball, but I, you know, my free throw percentage junior year was like seventy percent. I, okay. I, I, I didn't shoot the ball. Solid, solid. Yeah, it was like sixty-eight, seventy. So I didn't shoot the ball well, but it wasn't terrible. But my coach literally came to me and said, "You know what you're going to do? You're going to get in the gym and practice your free throws until you get it to like upper seventies at least." Right. And I literally went to the on my own time. Even I went to the gym and just shot free throws for yeah. an hour, two hours, well, however many. I need. And guess what? My yeah, percentage went up. Why can't he do that? He he literally is in the NBA where he I don't has, get it. He has people that are paid to get him better every single day. Like their yeah. their job is to rebound. Their job is to to articulate his shot. Their job is to make him better. And he's been in the league for like six years now. Uh, six, maybe seven. Huh? He's been in the league for a good amount of time. It's 2016. Yeah. So it's so, going on a seventh year. Yeah. 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 And, like he, like there's no reason that he shouldn't be able, just just a consistent no, just like to make defenders think you're gonna shoot. Like just you don't have to be a you don't have to be a great three point shooter like Giannis. Right. Giannis is not a good three point shooter. But he makes it occasionally. But you have to you have to think about it. You have to guard him a little bit because he will knock down a couple. Ben Simmons will not. He won't even shoot it. I actually love that comparison because I think Giannis and Simmons are. I think Giannis is what Simmons is supposed to be. Yeah. Because I mean, Giannis, he's he's not like a like you know I wouldn't call him a like super big threat, but he can he'll make like three, two or three a game, and he, and he shoots like five or six just just to keep the defense honest, just to keep it yeah. So they they, they have to think about it because you know he's gonna drive. You know, you, it's Man, very you different stop style. Right. But if he hits his threes, like if Ben Simmons can establish just a consistent jump shot, like shooting, like even like he shoots like. Like twenty five to thirty percent from three. That's, just, that, just to make that's he, even generous, but like twenty five percent, where he makes like just one a game, one three a game. He he, the 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 stigma around him the, yeah. would change completely. And I just think it. I think it has to do with like. I just think it would open up the offense so much just to be just to make his defense his on ball defender think like okay I have to think about it right. because there's literally pictures on Twitter of the his on ball defender standing in the paint. Yeah. And he, like, there's no one within ten feet of him. Like you shouldn't be an NBA player. You should be able. If you're an NBA player, you should be able to, to shoot that. Right, right. There, there's just no excuse. I mean, you're you're in the national basketball. And, I mean, and you can't. You're an all-star, borderline. He, I mean, he was regarded as a superstar for a little bit. I mean, he's been an all-star the last three years. Right. He is a very talented individual. I think he's making a hundred something million. Hundred million, yeah, like hundred million. You gotta be able to make that shot. No, I mean, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, so. Uh, anyway, so obviously we just listed all of our you know grievances yeah. with Ben Simmons, but now we should 
you know, now this conversation kind of transitions to, you know, where should he go? Because obviously I think we can both agree that Philadelphia is not, you know, he needs, the, out. He, he needs to get out. Yep. I think we can agree on that. So now, now, now it really becomes where can he succeed and where can he do well? And, you know, where can he, what team could best utilize his skill set? Yeah. So me personally, you know, a trade I've been a fan of for both teams is I want to see, I want to see Ben Simmons in Portland. Yep. I want to see him with Dame Lillard because what Dame's missing every year in the playoffs, I mean, he has Robert Covington, Norman Powell, he has some wings, but he needs that lanky defender that can just, you know, take the other team's best player, you know, not even best player, but like, I know Mike, Michael Porter Jr. kind of went off against them yeah. last year. And he, Simmons could have could have stopped Porter at least yep. a little bit. So I just think that, and Simmons to Portland for C.J. McCollum because Dame and C.J., they're good, but the truth is they're undersized. And they're never going to get over the hump. They're not. Right. Like, they've been, they've been just very good. They've been one of the best backcourt in the in the league for for years now. Yeah, but they're they're not going to get to that to that NBA Finals. Like they're they're just they're just going to stay the same. They're going to be like that four or five seed and then lose in like the second or third round. I call it a four or five seed treadmill. That they're on that yeah, treadmill they, every they, year. They can't they can't get over the hump. All right, not at all. And and I I just think that CJ on the Sixers with Embiid. I, I think that's a championship potential. Team. I think for both teams that is best case scenario. Right. You right. You get Ben Simmons out of Philly. Philly fans are going to probably be so happy. You get a proven score, a 20-point scorer a game, and a borderline all-star in C.J. McCollum. Borderline all-star, yeah. And then the the um, uh, Trailblazers get Ben Simmons. Right. Who can, who can just, here you go, Lillard, just do your thing. No, We don't need you to do anything different. But Ben Simmons is going to come in. He's going to guard everyone. He's going to create shots for you. I, I would love that. And I think like that would be my top option as well. But to, just to go to a different sure, uh, sure. route, yeah. I think another option could be uh, – well, I don't, want, I don't want to see him on the Warriors – I think he is very similar to Draymond Green, except he's just a more athletic Draymond Green. It would be two Draymonds. It would be two Draymonds yeah. who, are, who are past first, second, and third. Yeah. I mean, which is, which is good. Like, you need players like that, but, but they're very similar. Yeah, just, they, they already have that. Right. They, right. They, they they, they've already had that. Yep. And they don't, and right. then, but, but another deal, um, which, is, which is an interesting deal, because I don't know who wants to go play in Sacramento, but I think a good deal would be uh, Buddy Heald and Davion Mitchell or either or Tyrese Halliburton right. for Ben Simmons. I, I don't know what the, how the Kings will feel about this because Halliburton had a great rookie year. He was almost rookie of the year. Great rookie year. Yeah. And then Davion Mitchell is – well, they just won the summer league and he was the best player. And, he's a, and he was the eighth pick of the draft. Like, they got, they got young talent, especially with, with De'Aaron Fox. But that I could, I could see, like, if something, another trade other than the Trailblazers – like I could see the Kings making a move. Yeah, ex- I, I I I totally agree. I I also think you know the Kings are an interesting team because they they've been out of the playoffs for, for like, years, for like thirteen years or yeah. something. And I, I I think that team has a lot of potential. You got Rashawn Holmes, Tyrese Halliburton, Davion Mitchell, De'Aaron Fox, uh, De'Aaron Fox as well, Buddy Hield. So they they have some pieces, but they need a someone to tie it all together. Yeah. And I think they're maybe. One or two guys away from being, being one of the up and coming team in the yeah, West, just being a being a playoff team. And, right, right. I mean, they they kind of swung and miss uh, in in one of the best drafts in 2018, where DeAndre Ayton went, yeah, Luka, ba- Luka that was, and Trey Young. Oh my went. god! That, and they got Marvin Bagley, who was who was not the name. Quick note of on the 2018 draft that's shaping up to be one of the best drafts in in NBA history. I 100 percent agree. With yeah, you. that that draft is is it, if you look name name by name, it is. Like there are so many NBA quality guys, you know. You got McCall Bridges going late. Who, who's yeah? yeah might, like you can just look down the list. Trey, Trey Young, Michael Porter Jr. Right, Porter Jr. was late. Yeah, right. So just I, actually looking at the draft right There's now, a lot I'm, of proven guys. Are, Shea Gilgeous so Alexander, Colin Sexton, uh, Dante De, Dante DiVincenzo is great. Yeah. Landry Shamit's a guy. I mean, Javon Grace, Grace Carter, Mitchell Robinson, better. Gary Trent Jr. 
Like this, this draft isn't this draft. Jalen Brunson and, Jill, and Devontae Graham. Yeah, Lonnie Walker, like uh, you know, Mo Bamba, like Aiton was the top. Like I just think twenty eighteen drafts are great. So, yeah. uh, and, and anyway, so I, I I agree with Simmons. Simmons to the Kings will be great. You know, they they also they have to get rid of one of their point guards. I don't think Fox. Halliburton and Mitchell yeah. is gonna. It's just it's too many lead guards. Yeah, I mean, I I like to pick, but just not for the Kings. I mean, they, they struck gold with Halliburton. I think that's a great backcourt deal with Fox and Halliburton. Absolutely, but I don't know where you put Mitchell in there. Like, you're not gonna go those three guards because they're kind of undersized. Yeah, and and all, all of them are. Uh, I think Halliburton's six five, but uh, Fox is six three, and Mitchell's like six. I think Mitchell's like, like six foot, like, six one. I think he's like six one or six two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's a little. He's a great great on ball defender, yeah. but he's he is a little undersized. Um, so uh, a question I want to ask you, you know, kind of going back to Simmons, is you know something we've noticed with not just the NBA but all kind of sports in the past. I want to say like five to ten years is. Uh, when players aren't happy with their situation, they won't report to camp or they'll refuse to do stuff. And uh, I'll just give my two cents on it. I think that's extremely immature because if you look at all professions in the United States, if you're unhappy with your job, it's not like you can just you know, not show up right. because you know what's going to happen if you don't show up? You're going to get fired yep. and then you're not going to have money to pay your family or pay your family or to, to provide for your family. Exactly. You know, like for example, my dad works at a bank, yep. uh, you know, based in New York City. And if he didn't go to work, you know what would happen? My family wouldn't be able to. Well, we'd be fine, but the point is, we wouldn't have salary every month to right. to sustain. And my brother has to go to call. Whatever you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and so I just I don't think that Simmons should be able to just do that. Like there's there's no penalty. Like well, he just you, you well, see that a lot. In the he NFL does forfeit money, too. but yeah. In the NFL, you see guys like holding down. They want their contract. I, I yeah, I'm not a fan of it at all. I mean, if you're getting paid to do a job, and you you get paid. To, to play the sport you love, like just like show up, right? You're, if you're unhappy, like you can you can talk about it, but like 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 uh, Deshaun Watson, for instance, exactly. He he ha- he's like he has who knows what's going to happen with his career. Well, he, his situation's different, right? Be- but, because... but he's still showing up, like he, he's still at camp. He's not I mean, he's not suited up or anything, but he's showing up. Right. Ed Simmons, yeah, I don't know if he he just he needs to get out of Philly. Right. And I, I just like, I don't know, I, I think it actually, like, if he wants, if he really wants to, if he's really being honest about getting out of Philly, the, the, like, you know, the best way to do it is not to, like, show teams, you know, I'm immature. I can't handle adversity. I can't handle this. I'm going through a tough time. You know, everybody's kind of hating on me right now. He needs to get over that and just go, come to camp, play basketball, and, you know, I, I mean, I'm not trying to say it, but I'll just say it, revive his trade value. You know? Honestly, yeah. I mean, like his his trade value is an absolute dumpster right now, and he yeah. needs what, some, something he needs to do is get on the court, improve his jump shot, and you know what's going to happen? He's going to get a trade to a team he wants. You know, you know what would be best case scenario for Ben Simmons right now? Yeah, if he, like, I don't know what he's been doing uh, over like over like the summer or over just the off season, but if there was like a video that surfaced of him with a nice looking jump shot and like hitting like a couple threes in a row, Chris Berkeley. Like it would, it would go, it would go viral everywhere, and they're like, "Oh wait, is Ben Simmons now a shooter? Like, what, what, what's he, what's he been doing in the offseason? Something like that could, like you talked about, kind of his trade value being in the dumpster. It is. That would bring it up a little bit and be and very interesting. Yeah, I just like, I, I, I don't know, I like, I don't like the notion that like you know, pro athletes think they can just like just blow things off. I mean, I understand they're like you know in the limelight and the spotlight a lot, but it's just like, just go, you know. Go to camp, you know, just work out, be with the team, be a good teammate, and honestly, that's the best. You know, if I was a GM of a team, I'd be like, if I if I saw a guy sitting, I'd be like, I don't I don't want that guy yeah. here. I don't you want know? you. Yeah, I don't want you being part of my team. Right, 
And uh, real quick, before we will have to head to break in a second, but uh, do you do you still think? Would you still call Simmons a star in this league? Is he still yeah. somebody that you know? When you see the name Ben Simmons on a scattering, is that something you need to like kind of be think about? Or I don't. I really don't know. I think it's it's like you talk about his trade value, like. Like like the um, Daryl Murray, the GM of the Sixers. So yeah, formerly the Rockets, now right. the Sixers. Yeah, he, he f- deal he wanted from the Warriors was like James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, and like three first round picks for Ben Simmons. Right. Like nowhere, no way is that is that a deal? Like, it's not happening. I don't even know if I would do Ben Simmons for Andrew Wiggins right now at this rate. Right. So I think at this rate he, I wouldn't. I used to, I used to think he was a star. Like he was a star in this league. He's a he's a, he's a three. His back to back to back all stars, right? Um, but he, I just think he's a very good M- NBA player. But he just, like you said, his trade value, he is at the worst part of his career right now. Yeah, right, right. And uh, honestly, I still think there's hope for him. It's not like his career is. He's he's twenty five. He's twenty. I was about to say that he's twenty five. Yeah. He's not like he's like thirty three. No, he's twenty. He's, tw- he's, he's twenty. I mean, that's not even his prime yet. He has like seven years, six six or uh, maybe five to seven years of absolute dominant basketball left there's no way that his career is just in the dumps yet so anyway so i mean obviously just you know for both liam and my liam and i we both just hope that you know he's he goes to a team in a situation that works for him i i want to see the guy succeed i i hate i hate social media hating on him you know he doesn't he doesn't i i know he works hard but uh you know you can't claim to be the face of a team and just not not shoot so um, that takes us to our second break. When we get back, don't go anywhere. You're going to want to hear this. Me and Liam are going to debate Space Jam, you know, the movie <laughs> released over the summer. That's coming right up right here on VC, VIC Radio. So kick it here. Don't go anywhere. Take VIC Radio with you on your iOS device. That's right. The best of what's next is available wherever you go. Current song information, in-app access to social media, sleep timer, and alarm clock settings. It's all there. Download the VIC Radio app from the App Store today. If you found $20 on a walk, you would think that's a lot of money. If you had to read 20 books for your class, you would think that's a lot of reading. If you had to stay awake for 20 hours straight, you would think it's a lot. But on the weekend of April 16th, Four VIC radio DJs are going to show that staying awake for 20 hours is easy by staying up for 50. This year's 50-hour marathon benefits the Ithaca Children's Garden. More information at 50hours.org. La la la. I love to ride my bike so I can feel the wind through my hair. Hey, kid! Wear a helmet! No, wait, Grandpa, because then I'd look like an idiot. Ah! The majority of bicycle deaths are due to head injuries. Helmets reduce the odds of a head injury by 50%. Don't be a dummy. Wear a helmet. Welcome back to Share the Rock after that brief break. Um, anyway, so let's go jump right into Space Jam. <laughs> you know, the debate, the big debate. LeBron's new film, A New Legacy, released over the summer. To... I mean, we, we debate LeBron and MJ all, right. all the time. Now we're debating movies. This right. is right. funny. It, it, Liam, this is never going to end. No. Never. This LeBron-MJ debate, it's, it's, it's as old as time. And, you know, they, they want they – want, LeBron wants this. LeBron yeah. wants – you know, he won't say this, but he <laughs> wants to be the narrative to be, you know, me versus MJ, this versus this. You know, that, that, that's, that's what sells. So anyway, so um, A New Legacy released in July. Um, I'll, just tell, I'll just start with my opinion. I, 
I didn't think it was awful. I mean, again, this it's kind of hard to judge because it, it is a kids movie, right? You know, and, and you have grown. That's men, a good point. Yeah, and you have grown men out here, you know, rating it on Rotten Tomatoes and <laughs> stuff. It's it's a kids movie, so let's let's be easy on it. But at the same time, I don't really fully think it paid it the correct homage to the '96 version of it because the '96 version was, you know, it's so iconic. There's shoes, clothes, like there's all this cultural stuff just from that. You no, know, all the other uh, people in it too, like like Barkley. Uh, Sean Bradley, Muggsy Bogues, like there's a lot of like just stars in it, right? And uh, yeah, I, I I I don't know. I mean, it was and honestly, what I would say about the new Space Jam, it just served as a uh, promotional two hour trip into the Warner Bros. universe. <laughs> That's honestly what it was, and it yeah, was just I, you know, yeah. right? And I I, I, don't, I don't know. Did you 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 you, you saw it right? So I saw it. Yeah, I saw right. It. Um, I I didn't really like it. I don't know if I'm being honest. I'm a huge LeBron fan. He's I think he is the greatest player of all time. <laughs> and I will You're funny. I will always I will always say that. I will debate you on that all day, even <laughs> that, off air. I don't that care. That'll be a new new topic. But um he I think I think the original is just so much better. I I didn't like the plot at all of the new legacy. Right. I, I I just thought it was weird and I didn't like the fact that none of the like like Damian Lillard was in it, Clay Thompson, Anthony Davis, Diana Rossi. Yeah, they were all in it, but they didn't have any like like word. Like they didn't have any lines. Like they weren't even their true self. They were just like cartoons. And I was looking forward to seeing seeing interactions with with Lillard and Clay Thompson with LeBron. That's what I was what I was lacking, and that I would have hoped that. You know, know exactly. And when I was like uh, you know getting ready to see the movie with a few friends in New York City, I was just like uh, you know I. I saw the cast, and I was like, all right, I see Dame, Clay, AD, Tarasi. I, I was like, all right, all these players have cameos. And I was just right. like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm excited to see, uh, you know, them have lines and, you know, their voice acting right. and whatever. But it didn't ha- I mean, Dame had one sentence, yeah. and AD had like three words. Yeah, and I it was just like, you know. I didn't like it at all. That was, you know what I call that, Liam? I call that a bait and switch. That's what I call Interesting. it. Interesting. Yeah, you know, you, you know when phone companies like you know say we have this really good deal for you, but then you have then when you get to the store, it's different. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, you got you to pay a certain. You got to pay a certain amount. You got to sign up for this. Blah blah blah. It's never as stuff. good as it seems. Exactly. And you know, on the on the cast, you see all these guys, and you're like, oh wow, you know, I'm going to go see a movie with the, the you know the dream team of the current NBA, and you get there, and their dame's just like tapping his wrist. Right. Yeah, but right. I mean, with with the original, like Larry Bird was in it, Bill Murray. Like all it's this, iconic. Yeah, it's literally, yeah. I, that's a great word, iconic. Literally, I, that's a great word, iconic. Literally, I, that's a great word, iconic. This new one, not iconic. Not really. And it's just like, again, and then just going back to what I had when I started with, it, it is a kid's children's movie. So, again, I'm not, I don't want to, like, tear it down. I don't want to say anything too hateful or anything because it's not like we're reviewing, you know, some Hollywood blockbuster that, like, actually expects to be either praised or torn down. I wonder what the target audience for the movie is. Like, I, I'd say, uh, I'd say anywhere between, you know, I mean, even I mean, it's really anything, honestly. But I saw, you know, when I went to New York City to see the movie with my friend, I saw uh, I saw a lot of moms and kids, you know, twelve, twelve to like sixteen. Yeah. Uh, so it, it 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 is a younger for sure. But um, you know, kind of staying on this topic, uh, do you think this movie and you know how the film progressed kind of does this elevate LeBron's image at all? Do you think, or is it like you know, did did this serve to you know kind of prop LeBron up because obviously he flamed out in the twenty, uh, you know, in, in the playoffs two years ago, and then he yeah. won a championship last year, and now without COVID, so his, you know, he's his image has been off and on in Lakers. You know, they have Westbrook, so there's a lot of stuff going on with LeBron. Yeah. So does it, do you think this film kind of was the vehicle that kind of you know, you know, helped him stay? I don't want to say current, but like, yeah. well, no, how did this? LeBron will always be current. Like, he, yeah. it's. 
it's his last couple of years. Like you, you, just, you just alluded to it right there. Like he, yeah. he's won a championship. We got hurt like his first year of the Lakers. Then he comes back with the championships. The yeah. Then he get, then he gets hurt again. And they and they lose in the, in the first round. Exactly. Like it's yeah. it's kind of been a roller coaster. And now he's more of kind of like like he's in Hollywood. So <laughs> he's got all these things lined up. Like he's got the the shop on HBO. I love that. He's like he's doing all these like projects. And it was almost I remember there's a tweet when he got signed with the Lakers like. Is is LeBron actually going to play for the Lakers, or is he going to be like an actor? Like, he's, <laughs> he's trying to get—I mean, not, not that he's trying to get his name out there because there's a marketing opportunity. Everyone knows LeBron yeah. James, but it's it's like, like what's he? What's his main goal here? But I mean, he like like now that so so maybe it's gonna be a little trend. Like he gets hurt, wins the championship. Right, gets hurt, wins the championship. Next year, like, next year, lock in Lakers win the championship. Right, right, right. Well. Uh, personally, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the Lakers. I mean, I think the Nets fully healthy are the champions. But, uh, you know, next season is going to be great. But I, I just think it's like, you know, this movie was was uh, it just it's, it feels so much like a like just a, like a. I don't want to call it like a, a, a money grab. That's what it is. It's it's a money grab, you know. Because there, absolutely. there was a scene in it where LeBron and uh, I forget who, but uh, LeBron and one of the Looney Tunes were in a spaceship and they were going from planet to planet and each planet was was part of the Warner Bros. universe. It was, universe. Like, it was like Harry Potter, yeah, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones. Can, can you, that's... The, I, you're wearing a Game of Thrones sweater right yeah. And it's, just, it's, it's it's disrespectful because it's like, it's Harry Potter? That That is a... That's a marketing stunt. Yeah. Right? I, personally, I like that. Oh, like, man. Like, I like seeing all the stuff uh, and that was like my favorite part of the movie. Like, they're going to all these yeah. worlds in Warner Brothers and it was cool, like a cool crossover. Yeah. So, so you didn't like that? That's funny. No, I mean, I um, I didn't mind it, but I just I didn't like the fact that it's it's a Space Jam movie, Looney Tunes basketball. You know, Don Cheadle was in it as well. So it's just like, I why was it? You know, if Warner Bros. wants to market and have a Harry Potter come back on its streaming service or whatever, why can't they do it somewhere else? Yeah, like you want it to be like its own kind of standalone movie. Right, right, right. Like I'm not going to Space Jam to see LeBron fly past Harry Potter land. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I want to see LeBron. Like dunk on the goon squad, yeah, and you know his fake son, right? And well, stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, going into the movie, I had yeah. no expectations. I had no idea what this was going to be about. Not at all. And I wasn't. I would say I was disappointed because, like I said, I had no expectations. But I thought it could have been a little better. Right, right. And I just, I, I, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, it, it, you know, and something I actually will say positively about the movie is that LeBron James is a better actor than Michael Jordan was. I will say that. Okay, I, yeah. I, I what, think what he's, he's a better. He's been, What was the other movie he was in? Uh, train wreck, I believe. Yes. Yeah, he, he was doing train wreck in yes. like 2015 with like Bill Hader. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, he he does deliver his lines more naturally because, uh, in the 1996 one, as you know, the first Space Jam, it it was iconic, but Jordan was really robotic. He yeah. kind of just like talked his Going lines. Emotions, yeah. Right, right. And you know, I saw more, uh, at least a little bit more of uh, effort and emotion from LeBron. Right. Which that's a, that's a that's a very good point. And right. I remember we I was like, talking about this with someone else. And they were comparing the Space Jam, oh, not, not Space Jam, but they were comparing LeBron and Durant in terms of their movie, like Durant's Thunderstruck movie. I, I, Have you I, seen that? that? Yeah, I, don't, I, I did. Yeah, yeah, when, when, when he, some kid at a game steals, his, steals powers. his powers. That movie was garbage. Awful. Awful. That was just two <laughs> hours of garbage. Uh, Awful. Yeah, 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 just straight like, hot trash. Like Durant was not good. The movie was yeah. just not yeah, no. I saw it once. I've never seen it again. No, no. It, yeah, I, I I saw it once because you know I'm, I'm a basketball diehard guy. Right. Kevin Durant. I like Kevin Durant as a player, but but hot, hot, hot yeah. trash. But that's like these these studios and these markets. Like they know, even how even if the movie is just terrible, they're you're gonna make millions of dollars because they are so, absolutely they have so like LeBron has so many followers that you want to go see him in a movie. Like you want to go see him even if the movie is terrible. 
It's least, LeBron James. You will at least see it once. Right. And it's LeBron James. Yeah. And it's like, you know, that's that you know, that's the thing and um something LeBron has always been good at, I will give him a lot of credit for, he's he bridges the gap between um like the non-basketball audience with the basketball audience because yeah. Yeah, you know everyone knows who LeBron like, did you know LeBron James has more uh Instagram followers than like Tom Brady, Odell Beckham, all of them combined? Really? He has LeBron has like like 70 some 75 million or something and Brady has ta- his influence. I'm just saying his influence well, the point I'm trying to make yeah. is his influence is so like just outside expansive. Of basketball, yeah. yeah. Like this whole I promise school. Oh, that too that like, as that's, well. That's insane. Like he's just giving like he has made his own school in Akron. He's giving these these kids like free education and, and a right to go to college. Like it's that's that's why I'm a huge LeBron fan. Like I, I love his basketball talents, but he's also just he's bigger than basketball. Right. So how how do you think this movie will you know in you know obviously it's been 25 years since the original Space Jam, but how do you think this movie will leave its uh, like ha- what will be the long term impact of of this movie? Like in um, your estimation, will it be something that people will look back on, like just like the original Space Jam, where we like make a remake and yeah. it's like you know all this you know cultural stuff? I don't think it's necessarily going to be considered like a classic movie. Like I think the space, the first Space Jam, it's it's tough to follow a first. Like if yeah. it, every first is more often going to be better than the second. Just like the book is better than the movie. Exactly. Right. So it's 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 tough. So Space Jam, the first, the original Space Jam is a classic because no one. It was the first time like an athlete of that stature was kind of in a movie. Um, or they, I mean, there was athletes, plural. Um, but like, like New Legacy. Like I'm, I'm not gonna sit like here twenty years from now and be like, oh, like I loved watching that movie when I was when I was twenty years old. Like, right. I, I don't know if like I think people would say that when they saw Space Jam in nineteen ninety six that they would say that when they were twenty. Right. But just I don't think it's of the classic um, elk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As as the original. Right. Ex- ex- exactly. And. Um, you know, as we enter our last minute or two here, I just think that uh, Space Jam will leave its legacy as a movie that is good for all ages. And I definitely appreciate the fact that, you know, it can be a cultural barrier between, you know, older and the older and younger generation. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of parents now and a lot of older people kind of struggle to see why younger kids would like one thing or the other. But uh, LeBron did do an excellent job at making a, you know, something where people can come to the theater together and just, you know, you know, regardless of your race, regardless of and 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 you know, literally anything you can think of that would separate people, you can just come together and enjoy. Yeah. Which well, is that, something that's the beauty of movies too, right. and sports and, and sports. sports. Yes, yeah, sports brings people together, which is also something we're going to talk a lot about this semester here at Share the Rock. Is just the value of how you know sports brings people together, and you know, here 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 at Ithaca College, you know, we celebrate diversity and celebrate inclusion. So it's just something that uh, is important to us. Yeah, absolutely. Right, and we love basketball. We're going to have this platform. Uh, to share that with with the listeners and and with ourselves. Awesome, it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. So Liam and I are looking forward to it. Uh, you know, we you should definitely tune in every Sunday at one p.m. right here on VSC Radio. Me and Liam will be right here talking the hottest basketball topics to you and for your ears. For and you know, I hope I had a great first show with you, Liam. And yeah. uh, you know, looking forward to it. So.